Baba Kamadav Sadigimal, the last thing we're discussing was the Mishnah Sadi Bet told us that even though you pay someone for embarrassing them, for the embarrassment, you still have to ask for their forgiveness. And from there, we discussed uh, 17 different statements that uh, Rabbah and Rabbah Mori said together. And with that, we're going to start Sadigim al Amud Aleph, five lines in towards the end of the line, where it says Amar of Hanat. And now we're on the sixth line. Hamoser din al If someone prays to Hashem, please punish this person because he hurt me. That person who's praying, he gets punished first. She was upset about the whole Hagar thing. And we end up seeing that Sarah passes away first. In the beginning, she said, Hashem should judge between us. And then ends up, she dies first. And that, and there's only an Isur to pray to the Shamaim. Uh, for them to take care of something between two people is if there's a case on earth. If there's no case on earth, there's no betin that's taken the case, then you're allowed to say, Hashem, you take care of it. And Tosafot says, look, in the times of Sarah, there was a betin of Vishem ben Noah, and you should have went there. And there's another run in uh, Masechet Roshana who said that even if there was no betin, she should have told Abraham everything, the holy she should have told them what's bothering her before taking action to the Shamaim. And Amari Bitzhak Oi Lolatsoaik Yotel Min Hanitzak woe to the person who yells to the Shamaim because of what his friend did more than the person who got screamed about. Tanya Namiachia, we have a bright like that. When someone calls at Hashem, please take care of a problem I have because of this person, they're both gonna get punished. But first they go after the person who's uh, who's uh, crying, Hashem, please punish my friend, before they do the other person, and like we saw by Sarah. When a simple person curses you, it shouldn't be light in your eyes. You see Abimelech cursed Sarah and happened to her children. It should be there to cover your eyes. Avimelech told Sarah, since you didn't tell me that this is your husband, you covered it from my eyes, and you caused me this pain and suffering, you should have children who are blind. And ended up happening with their children. When Yitzhak got old, his eyes couldn't see. They darken from seeing. And Amari bi abhod alami he adamin hanir dafin vilomin harodfin. A person should always be from the people who are chased and not from the chasers. Sheen lachanir daf baafot yoter mitori ubneona. There's no bird that's chased more than the doves and the pigeons. And they're so kosher that they were able to give korbanot, not like any other birds. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, If someone said to someone, blind my eye, don't worry, you don't have to pay, the person still has to pay. Rip my clothing, and you won't have to pay, then he does not have to pay. So, What's the difference between hurting someone's body and hurting someone's assets? So, in the first part, no one really foregoes when you cut off a body part. The only reason he told you to do it is because he was in pain, but he really didn't mean it. 
So Amar Le Rav Asay told Rav Ah, "Bechiyadam mochel atzaro." Can a person really forgo his pain? The Tanya Hakeni Pitzaini Al Menat Liftor Patur. If someone says hurt me and you won't have to pay for it, patur. So what's between uh, cutting off a body part and pain? Why here's patur there hayav? So Ishtik Rav Ah didn't have anything to say. So Amar Rav Ah told Rav Asay, "Midi Shemi Alach Behad." Did you hear anything about this? So Amar Le Hachi Amar Rav Sheshat. This is what Rav Sheshat said. When it comes to having body parts cut off, mechila you, you, doesn't work. You can't just forgo something like that because there's other family members who get embarrassed by it also. And Itamar, it was said, it's because the family isn't being embarrassed and a person cannot forgo on his family's kavod. And Rabbah explained, because a person cannot forgo Having one of his body parts cut off, meaning on pain he could forgive, but on an actual body part he can't forgo. Now, Rabbi Yohanan takes a different uh, avenue. He'll tell you that a person can forgive on everything. And if he told him, uh, listen, hurt me and you'll be patur, he's really patur. And our Mishnah, which, which said that oh, if the guy says blind me and he blinds him, he's hayav, Sometimes there's a yes that's a no, and then there's no's that are really yeses. Meaning if he was being sarcastic, even though he said yes, it really means no, and that's why you'd be hayab. And if he was being sarcastic with the no, it could mean he meant yes and he would be patur. So when Amishnah said he's hayab, is because he didn't really mean blind me. And Tanayam Yachi, we have a bright like this. Hakeri petzaini. If someone said hurt me, damage me, I'll not liftor, and you won't uh, you won't be liable. Ve'amar lo hen, and he asked him in a question. Yes, hare yeshen shu kelav. You see, he was being sarcastic, and the yes is really a no, and therefore you'd be hayav. Kerait kesuti I'll not liftor. Ve'amar lo lav. And if he said, rip my clothing and you'll, you won't be liable, you'll be exempt from paying. And he said, no, in a sarcastic way. And he told him, uh, it, it's, a, it's a sarcastic no, which really means yes, and he'd be patur, for sure he forgot it. So you see, it really depends on the context. Next, the Mishnah said, Someone said, break my jar, rip my clothing, he's hayav. But the problem is we have a brayta. It says if someone gave his friend uh, money or utensil to watch, he uh, and he didn't take care of it. He was negligent. He is liable to pay. Lishmor velo leabed because he told him to watch it, not to lose it. Lishmor velo I told you to watch it, not to rip it. Lishmor velo lechalek laanim. I told you to watch it and not to give it to poor people for tzedakah. Now what I'm understanding is that if you gave on condition to rip your patur. When you tell him to watch, he has to watch. When you tell him he can rip, he can rip. So this goes against Amishnah. Amishnah said uh, if he told him to uh, break or rip, he's hayav still. So Amar of Huna, of Huna explains, Lakashad, there's no contradiction. Our Mishnah, that says Hayav, we're talking about a situation where, let's say, this jacket already got to the Shomer's hand, and when he's giving it to him, he told him it's on condition to rip. If he ripped it afterwards with his hands, he's Hayav. The Baita that says Patur, we're talking about a situation where it didn't come to his hand yet, and he told him, okay, you go pick up the jacket off the floor. If you want to rip it, rip it. I don't care. If he ripped it afterwards, he's Patur. But Amalei Rabbah, Rabbah doesn't understand that because the Braitha said the word Lishmor means the Ateli Deva It sounds like it came into his hands. 
right? So how can you say that the Brayta says Patur because it didn't come to his hand yet? It says Lishmor to watch. No, we talk both the Mishnah that says Hayav and the Brayta that says Patur. They both got their hands. The, uh, Jackie got his hand. Vilakashya, and there's no contradiction. Ha, the Mishnah that says Hayav is Deata Lide Betorat Shemirat. So when it came to him in his hands, you're supposed to watch over it the regular watching over it way. And then he told him on condition to rip, you're still obligated to pay. You have to pay until he says you're holding it on condition you could rip. Ha, Deata Lide Betorat Keri'a. The Braita that says Patur is when he came to his hand and he said, Here, rip this. Okay, then he's Patur. Meaning, if it came to your hand as a shomer, then you'd be hayav if later you ripped it, even if you got the okay. But if it came to your hand on condition that you ripped, that's your job, then you're patur. And all the more so if you didn't make him a shomer. And the Gemara says a story, There was a wallet of tzedakah that came to Pompadita. Or Rav Yosef gave it to Gabay Tzedakah, give it out to the poor people. He was negligent, he didn't take care of it properly. And robbers came and stole it. Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef told them he has to pay. But didn't the Braita say... It's only things you're supposed to watch, not things that you're supposed to give to poor people. Meaning, there's no poor person in town that could have a legitimate claim on this person. Each per, each poor person would come, oh, you you lost my money. All well, uh, this gabay uh, could say, yeah, I was going to give it to the other guy, and I was going to give it to the other guy. So there's no one person that can make a claim. So Amadir of Yosef explained, the poor people in Pumpadita they get a set amount from tzedakah. They know every week we get uh, such and such. And therefore, when I gave it to, to this Gabay Tzedakah, it was to watch over. And this way, each poor person can ask for that said amount. It's almost as if we gave them the actual amount, except the Gabay Tzedakah was holding it. Hadran And now we are starting the ninth peric of Masechet Babakama. Tzadik Gimel Amudbet. Hagozel. So the Mishnah is going to be talking about if someone stole something and then uh, and they changed it, they made it look different than what it originally is, then the thief only has to pay whatever he stole. It says, asher gazal. He, whatever he stole, he, re, he returns. Now, if it changed, then he's responsible for the money of that item that he stole. And all that is learned from two words, Asher Gazal. So with that, the Mishnah starts, If someone stole, let's say, wood, and he made them utensils, Semer, wool, ve'asa'an begadim, and he made them clothing, Meshalem kishata gezela, he pays whatever they were worth at the time when he stole it. Gazal para me'uberet ve'alda, if he stole a pregnant cow and it gave birth, Rahel Teuna Ugzaza, or a sheep that had a wool all over and then he shaved it. Meshalim Deme Parao Medit Lilid, he has to pay whatever the cow was worth right before he gave birth. Udmera Hellao Medit Ligazes, and the worth of a sheep right before it was supposed to be shaved. Gazal para venit abra et If someone stole a cow, it got pregnant by him and had a child. Rahel or he stole a sheep, all of a sudden the wool grew by him and he shaved it. 
he pays whatever it was worth at the time that he stole it. This is the major rule. All the thieves pay like at the time of the theft. And the Gemara starts. We learned in the Mishnah, if a person stole wood, turned it into utensils, he has to pay whatever it was worth at the time it was stolen. And the Gemara's Medayek understands, Amre, Aitzim va'asa'an kelim, wood that became utensils in, that's called a change. Shipan lo, but if you just smoothen them, that's not called a change. Same idea, semer va'asa'an begadim in, libenan lo. You took wool, you made them clothing, that's called a change. But if you just uh, clean them, you wind them, that's not considered a change. So that's not a change that is kone. So if a thief uh, just smoothened the wood or he just uh, whitened wool, uh, he never really acquired it. So he could actually give back the actual thing to the original owner. Or mean he, the problem is we have a bright that says, Gazal, it seems If someone stole wood and smoothened them, Avanim Vesitetan, or he stole stone and he chiseled it, Semer Vedibenan, wool and he cleaned it up, Pishtan, flax, Venikao, and he cleaned out all the bad stuff in it. Now it looks uh, like it's uh, going to be ready to make uh, linen. Meshalem Kishata Gezela. These are all considered changes. And now the thief is just liable to pay whatever it was worth at the time it was stolen. So meaning, according to this Baraita, it's even a step before what we understood in the Mishnah. In our Mishnah, you got to make uh, the wood into utensils. Over here, we're saying even, you know, one step before that, where you just smoothen that, that's considered a change. So, Amar Abaye, Tana Didan Katanesh Shinui de Rabbanan de Hadra. Abaye explained, our Mishnah was talking about a, a shinui that goes back to its original state. And all the more so if the thief totally changed the item and it won't go back ever to its original state. And the Gemara explains, When we're talking about wood that you that you changed and you made it utensils, that's that's already sanded wood. It's already ready. What are we talking about? Nesarim, boards. The shinui de hadar libraitahu. It's a shinui, it's a change that could go back to its original uh, state. All you have to do is disassemble it, and you're back to uh, boards of wood. Same idea. Tzemer va'asa'an begadim, wool that you made into clothing. We're talking about betzemer tabui. A wool that's already been spun. The shinui the hadal the braitahu. It's a change that could go back to its original state. The ibai satarle because all you have to do is unravel it and it goes back to its uh, its original state. So this is considered a shinui derabanan and that's considered good enough to be kone. The whole shikin shinui deoraita and all the more so a shinui deoraita, a change that won't go back to its original state. So that's the way the Mishnah was talking. Vitana Baran, the Tanav the Brayta that we brought, was just talking about Shinui de Oraita Katan. He was only talking about uh, changes that won't go back to its original state. Veshinui de Rabanan la Katan. And he wasn't talking about a Shinui that goes back to its original state. And the simple understanding, according to Rashi, is as follows If you didn't change it enough that it totally changes, then that's not strong enough of a change to be considered a change from the Torah. 
But there's a fascinating Hazon Ish over here who explains the reason a little bit differently. He says that the whole the whole point over here is that you have to be able to give it back the original way. If you change it totally, then you can't give it back the original way. But if you still could give it back the way it originally was, then that mitzvah still stands. Now, that was Abaye's explanation, the difference between our Mishnah and Abraita. Rabbi Sheamar, the way he explains it is as follows. Tana Didan... The Tanabah Mishnah, Nami Shinui de Oraita Katan. He was talking about the changes that were totally changed from the Torah. And he explains as follows Aitzim Vasa and Kelim, wood that you turn into utensils, for example, Abuchani, which is like a pestle for a mortar, it crushes uh, all the spices. The Hainu Shipan, so what do you do over there? You, you took a piece of wood that was sanded down. And you made a pestle out of it. Semer vasa and begadim, wool that you made into clothing, namte. We're talking about felt. That all you do is just like put stuff together and you made a hat or a shoe or whatever it is. The hainu shinui de lohadar. That's a change that uh, cannot go back to its original state. So now the Gemara asks, shinui, cleaning it, winding the, the wool, is that really considered a change? But we have a braita. In regards to the first shearing, when you're taking the first shearing off a sheep and you're giving it, to, you have to give it to the Kohen. In regards to that mitzvah, if you didn't get a chance to give it to the Kohen and then you already died it, patur, you don't have to give it to the Kohen anymore because dying it is a shinui, it's a change. If you just cleaned it, you wind it. You're you're still high up. It's not considered a change. So you hear here you have that libun is not a change. So Amar Abaye la kashyan. It's not contradicting one another. Har Bishimon, Har Banan. One of them is Bishimon. One of them is Brayta. The Brayta that said that whitening is considered a change, that's Rabbi Shimon. The Braita that says it's not considered a change, it's Rabbanan. Detanya, in regards to Rashita Gez, it says, Gezazo, if you sheared it, Tevao spun it, Arago, uh, wove it, and Mitzaref. It, it doesn't combine with other shearings to, to be part of the Mitzvah Rashita Gez to give it to the, uh, the Kohen, because once you changed it, it becomes something totally else. Libeno, if you whitened it, Mahloket, Rabishimon, Omer, and Mitzaref, it doesn't combine. It's because it's considered a Shinui. Vahachamim, Omrim, Mitzaref, no, it's still part of uh, the, the wool, and you could give it, and it, it can combine with the other ones to give to the Kohen. That's the way Abaye explains it. On the other hand, Rabba Amar, the way he explains the contradiction between what I taught is as follows. Ha They're both Rabishimon. Vela Kashan, they're not contradicting. Ha, the Braita that says whitening is not a change, Dena says where you just untangled it. And ha, the Braita that says whitening is a change, is the Sarkesaruke, where you actually combed it. And then it's a change. Answer number three, Ribihiyabar Abin Amar. Ha the havere havuraya the brayta that says it uh, that uh, cleaning it a libun is not a change is where you just whitened it. Ha the havere kavruye the brayta that says whitening is considered a change. That's where you bleached it with sulfur and, and you did other things to it. That's already a stronger whitening and that's considered a change. Now the gemara has a question. 
Hashtayish Lomar, what we understood from the Mishnah that Seva the Rabbi Shimon Veshinui, that dying according to Rabbi Shimon is not considered a change. Libun Haveshinui, you're telling me that whitening is is a change. How's that possible? The Tanya, watch this Mishnah. It says Gazaz Rishon Rishon Utsvao. If someone sheared piece by piece of the sheep and then colored it. Rishon Rishon or piece by piece and you spun it, Rishon Rishon Varago, piece by piece and you wove in it, and Mitzdarev. It doesn't uh, it doesn't combine with the other shearings to have to give it to the Kohen. That's it, you changed it. On the other hand, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon Sebao Mitzdarev. If you colored it, it's not considered a good shinu, a good change, and therefore you could still give it to the Kohen. So here you have it that. Coloring, dyeing it, is not considered a change, but you tell me that whitening is a change. So, Amar Abaye Lakashya Harabanan Alibad Rabishimon Harabishimon Brihuda Alibad Rabishimon. It must be there was some sort of machloket what's Rabishimon's sheet on this. Rabbanan held that whitening is considered a change according to Rabishimon, and Rabishimon Brihuda said that even coloring is not a change to Rabishimon. Rabba Amar, the Olam, La Plege Rabbanan Ade, the Rabishimon Yuda. No, Rabbanan don't argue on Rabishimon Yuda. Vishani Tseva, and dying is different than whitening. Because you could change it with Safon. Safon is Savon, soap. Since you could change it with soap, meaning you could just uh, put it in the washing machine, put some soap over there, clean it, and it'll go back to its original state. Then it's not considered change. And when we said it's a change, because if you didn't get a chance to give it to the Kohen by coloring it, it's patur. We said that's according to everyone, including Rabbi Shimon. That's bekala ilan de lava. That's a sap from a tree in indigo color. It's something a strong blue that doesn't come out with uh, just soap. So therefore, that would be considered a change. And Amara Bayer, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, Ubet Shamai, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Shimon ben Azar, Rabbi Shimael, all these rabbis called the Husvir Shinui bimkomo Omed. They all hold, just because you change something doesn't make a difference, it still stays in its original state. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, Hadamaran, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, we just explained that the coloring is not considered a change. Bet Shamai, Mahi, what are we talking about when we said Bet Shamai? The Tanya. Natan la if a per, if a person gave a zona hitin betnana he paid her with the wheat ve'asan sodat and she made it into fine flour zetim he gave her olives ve'asan shemen and she made them oil anavim ve'asatan you really should say asatan grapes and she made ve'asatan yain she made it wine tane hada asur one by that says asur you can't give it to the mizbeach just because it's a change not a change ve'tane idach mutan there's another by that says you're allowed to give it on the mizbeach. Ve'amar of Yosef, Tane Gurion Me'asporek, a rabbi named Gurion from Asporek, he, he said, Bet Shemai is the Osrin, Ubet Hillel is the Matirin. Bet Shemai is the one who said it's not allowed on the Mizbeach, and Bet Hillel said it's Muta, and Ma'it Ahmed the Bet Shemai, what's the reason? Because Amar Kera, because the Pasuk said, in regards to the, uh, the Mitzvah of not uh, bringing whatever you gave to the uh, Zona on the Mizbeach, Amar Kera, Gam shenehem lerabot shenuyehem. When it says gam shenehem, it's coming to add any. Even if you change something, still, if it started off as a payment to a zona, you know, I'll give it on the mizbeach. 
ובטילל דלתאיו אמר קרא הם ולא שינוייהם. דלתאיו, when the pasuk says you're not allowed to give it, it you're not allowed to give it, but if you change it, you are allowed to give it. ובית שמאי, הכתיב הם מורז בית שמאי דותיהם, צהו מבעלי הם ולא ולדותיהם. If someone gave an animal to the zona, you're not allowed to give that animal, but the child you are allowed to give. ובית הלל, תרתש מאטמינה, they learn two things. It says הם ולא שונייהם, הם ולא ולדותיהם. Only they are a sur, but not uh, if you change them and not if they have children. And it's a problem. We, we, we don't learn anything out of the word gam. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.